0: The following
1: is a production of Dirty Mo Media. All right, it's been a busy morning. Bit of, bit of an eventful morning, getting all the mics to work, but now they work. Welcome back to Dirty Mo Do, I'm your man, Steve LaTarte. On the ones and twos, the degenerate, the chopper. Uh, it's only taking a cup of coffee and two good laughs to get the mic to work. And my man, the professor, uh, his cheeks are going to hurt from all the laughing. Professor, has this been an adventure already or what? Hmm.
2: Entertaining morning for
1: sure. Entertaining. Well, listen, it's been an entertaining morning and it was an entertaining Sunday. I was traveling. uh, So I was watching some of the race, some of it on the app. And I was a little worried because I thought we're going to have a late yellow. And I thought my man Chop was going to rage quit like he did on College of Charleston, which we will get into (laughs) later in the podcast. Uh, But no, no, we have a long green flag run to the finish at Atlanta. And all I know is as I land, I was doing college tours with my daughter, by the way, when I land from the college tours. Ding. I looked down money bag. That was the only thing I got on the text message from, from the chop. So chop, it was a good, it was a good Atlanta then.
0: Atlanta worked out well. They, they did, uh, didn't wreck themselves going to the green or to the checkers. And, uh,
1: the predictor model works well when that happens. So let's, let's just, let's summarize. What a, a professor five weeks, five races in. Yeah. What's our season total for five chop? What's our unit. What's our unit uh, for plus the season? 20, 24 plus 24. On an average, 40-ish on some weeks.
0: Last week, we did a little less, but about 40 units a week. And uh, up 24, just over 24 units so far.
1: Professor, let me tell you, I am going to exclude the last football season because you could hear the screaming from Hickory all the way down in Cornelius. But the simple fact is, other than last football season, up 24 units is about better than any football season Chops (sighs) ever had. Uh, Now, we had a monster last (laughs) year. But other than that, right? Up 24 is a good run. I love it. Yeah, we some more. And
0: uh, every time I walk through the club, people are saying, hey, I'm on your picks. So it's good.
1: I like that. I like so, that. Let's talk about Well, you picked on the yellows. All right, let's talk about this. Okay. I'm just going to shoot you straight, Professor. When we don't get a yellow, your date is solid. I mean solid, right? Like California, no late yellow. Atlanta, no late yellow. And and chop, you know, breakdance down seventy seven, cashing his money, throwing all the bills around like he was the wolf of Wall Street. So, the, the question is, explain to us. I think I have the answer, but explain to the fans why does the late yellow jumble up the the, the results so much in your model? Why doesn't the mo- why can't the model magically figure out what the late yellow is going to do? Because it doesn't
2: it doesn't understand pitch strategy and and all that goes into that last final restart. So. You know, we at Phoenix, we have everybody jumbles up. You know, Harvick's going to win. The pit, the predictor is going to be great, and then you have everybody does two tires, no tires, four tires. It just jumbles everything up, and then the last restart. You know, everybody wants to get as much as they can, so it just can't predict what's going to happen with all the, all of that.
1: I, I I think, and I think that's well said. I equate it like this, and and chop. See if this helps you think the listener understand it's kind of like investing, right? When somebody says, Hey, the stock market does this or that over years, it's predictable. But if you try to predict a day, man, that good luck, right? I mean, it it can move for any sort of crazy reason. And that's what I think I look, it's kind of like, um, well, listen. It's the same argument that's in golf. Why did why do the golf purists think it needs to be seventy two holes? Because you can't get lucky for seventy two holes, right? The best golfers win, but if you the shorter you make the events and the less cuts you the cuts you get rid of, even Chopper and I could get lucky enough to birdie eighteen every once in a while. Hopefully later this afternoon. Um, but the but I mean I think that's really it. The sample size just has to be big enough. Is that fair? Is that how you look at it, Chop? Sample size. That's kind of the whole thing. I guess you know I look at our betting
0: strategy, so I'm trying to see how we can better play this out. And it's really um, there's obviously no way to predict those last minute cautions. I think one of the things we were talking to look about is which guys tend to do well on those restarts at the end. So some guys get you know advanced significantly and some guys fall back. And if there's a trend there, then there might be a way to kind of build that into the model a little bit. But ultimately, it's we're spreading out our money enough into different areas, um, you know, that we won't get killed if with a last minute caution, we've yet to be on the right side of the last minute caution we it's it's cost us each week but all in all if we can continue to be positive and have you know good weeks when they run like they're supposed to and minimize the losses when there's goofy stuff happens you know we'll be okay long run
1: I tell all we have to do is uh, our buddy Michael, I'll leave his last name out, but if we could get him to tail us, then we would absolutely be on the right side of every caution because he's the only guy I know that can fire a golf ball straight into the woods and not even get excited when it bounces into the fairway. It's just he his just, normal move. He just picks his tee up, goes back. He knows it's yeah, he, back in the fairway. It's, it's not, he doesn't even have to watch it. He, does, he fires it into the wood. He picks it up like a pro. Like, that's oh, it. That's going to bounce the, in club the, twirling the whole bit. <laughs> The club twirl. All right. Well, listen, it was a good week for Atlanta. It was a good week for a few folks on Twitter. I got a couple here. Jimmy Oakley. This is this is a pretty good ticket right here. Now, you know what I do think? Though, the, the beauty of the tickets is they can only send us the tickets that win. They don't have to send us the tickets that lose. I would like for some Twitter people to send me some losing tickets. Maybe I'll start reading some losing ones on the air because uh, that way they could tell me the real truth. But Jimmy Oakley had Brad K group winner. He had Ford winning manufacturer. He had LaJoy top 10. I heard a lot of wish it would have been a top five because that would have been huge odds, but take the win when you get the win. He also had Logano to win. So that's a, that's a four, four wins on the ticket. And I'm not going to say it's a sweeper because I'm guessing there were more bets that we didn't see. Uh, and Matthew Armstrong had both or all three, LaJoy, Blaney, and Logano, all top tens. Uh, so that was a good ticket. That was a three-time winner. I'm wondering, we got to do a little research if we can Um, maybe parlay those top 10s together. Think about that. If you could pick two or three guys to finish the top 10. There you go, producer Trav. There's your homework for the week. Can we parlay top 10 results? Well, I know we could parlay head-to-heads normally with different drivers, but uh, we'll have to see if that. So congratulations on Twitter. But look, before we get into Coda, we had our man on last week talk a little bit of hoops. March Madness is underway, and it was madness. We had a number one go down in Purdue. We had number two go down in Arizona. And in perhaps the new bad beat to take over the running back going out at the one we had the chopper, the chopper doesn't normally bet basketball. We have an expert on, he goes, I'm on it. I'm on, I'm on that college of Charleston. My man says it's the one to pick. So do you want to tell the story of how it went down? Cause you did get a little Rick Allen at the same time. We had a double, we had a double whammy here. So
0: they're tied with two minutes to go get a text from Stevie. College of Charleston looking good. And I first thing I said is, Really, Rick? And it wasn't, I wasn't 20 seconds later that uh, San Diego State made a three pointer and a two pointer tie the game up within 20 seconds of when he sent me the text.
1: I was a little frustrated. You would think that would be, you would think that would be the most impressive part of the story. That's just leading. It only yeah. gets worse.
0: Oh, yeah. It gets down to the end. And now I'm getting five and a half points. We're down four with four seconds left. San Diego state has the ball. The game's over. You can't, they can't make up four points in four seconds. They foul with 0.7 seconds left on the clock. The kid goes down. He's about a 60% free throw shooter. He makes the first, he makes the second. It goes from four points to six points in a loss. <laughs> and look at you giggle
2: over there. <laughs> the, the best Listen. part you didn't, you didn't tell the best part is we have a, a, group text for this podcast and (laughs) chopper left left the chat he left the chat he was so mad he left the chat i don't want to listen to
0: you chirping birds you know with all the really look here you got rick
1: what he doesn't know is that after he leaves producer travis goes do do you think chopper knew he left or should we reinvite him i'm like oh no he knows he left (laughs) oh it was great just awesome thanks guys all right so i so that was Chopper's bad beat, but there was another potentially huge bad beat. Now, I officially wasn't on this, um, but it was a TCU. Who was TCU playing, Travis? Was it Gonzaga? No, Gonzaga TCU. So TCU had the toughest last second backdoor cover. Now, if you were on TCU, congratulations. But if you were counting your money, this is as this is as painful as Chopper's. It was Gonzaga, right? I think I known that because I live bet Gonzaga 16 different ways. At one point, I looked down, I had 19 bets on Gonzaga. And I was like, I got a minute. Somebody texts me and they said, how are you doing? I said, I got about plus nine, plus eight, plus seven and a half, plus five and a half and minus three. And they said, how's that possible? I'm like, you're going to have to watch a game with me to see how it all goes down. It was a whole thing. So check this out, Chop. Ready? The worst backdoor cover. Let's define backdoor cover. This is going to be our term of the week going to do this on every podcast sports betting 101 glossary the sportsbook doesn't care who wins we say pick chop right that means that the odds are even against the spread is very simple a unit parlay i'm on the fade heavy train what's the juice minus you're paying a percentage plus you're winning a percentage 50 to 1 is a huge multiplier i'm not betting anyone minus money to run top 10 at a speedway if you're a new gambler we're trying to make you a little bit more comfortable the backdoor cover is when an underdog is trailing by more than the point spread. So if an underdog is getting, oh, I don't know, say they're getting five and they're down seven, right, in basketball, that would be trailing by more than the spread. And they throw up some meaningless points. You know the meaningless touchdown and 30 seconds to go in a game that doesn't matter to anybody except for some. That's what the announcers say. Well, this was a meaningless three-point shot by TCU. So check this out, Chop. One point, like six seconds left, the game was either, I think it was a, Six point game and it was a four and a half point line. The guy rolls the ball in. Nobody's playing defense because there's 1.6 seconds left. So they don't care. This is no crap. It rolls over half court. You guys, if you're listening to this, Google this. It rolls all the way over half court. Nobody's playing defense. Nobody cares. The kid picks it up and shoots about a 29 footer. (laughs) buckets as time expired to move the line to move the win from six to three and even the announcer goes that is a really important basket for some but I'm not gonna touch it I'm like oh you've already touched it explain it to the world because it was the it was the worst backdoor cover known to man if you were on TCU congratulations if you were on Gazaga only at the line shame on you you should have been live betting it with me because you got it 16 different ways from Sunday uh, by the halftime by the halftime line because they came out slow but that was my ncaa story um i God, i forgot he left the group chat fast matter of fact he not only left the group chat he's in multiple group chats of mine so silence i didn't hear from the matter of fact i woke up the next morning to chop always checking in the morning saying, hey you playing golf today what are you doing i'm sipping my second coffee and i'm literally thinking to my I, i'm telling my wife i'm like trish i'm afraid to text chop she's like <laughs> what happened i'm like well we had a rage quit yesterday, and I tell her the story. And even, even Trish, my very conservative, loving wife who wouldn't gamble on anything, that, that was tough for Chop. That's what she said. That was tough. That was a Thank tough. You, that you, Trish. Was even tough. It.
0: <laughs> you know, it ruined the tournament for me, frankly. I didn't watch another game for two days. Not, well, the, not, tournament's
1: the tournament's back on. The tournament's back on. I've been an NIT wizard. I, cu- I won with a Vanderbilt cover over Michigan. Uh, this week watching it with my son at vandy yet we didn't know the game was at vandy so we literally were a quarter mile from the game watching it on tv that was the loser dad move of the year not taking my kid to the vandy game um and then last night i won on the vandy under so let's talk about odds to win the tournament you got any interest in this job i mean you're are you so mad you're done with back look sour. at the face sour. so sour how about you, Russ? Am I going to convince you, uh, Professor, to play some bets? Not going to happen, is it?
2: No chance. Not after what happened to Chopper. No chance.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, listen. Tell me about
0: your indie bet that you talked me into. You didn't You didn't talk me into the winners. You talked me into your Indianapolis. Hey, you know why I didn't text you last quarter. night?
1: Because I lost again last night on, yeah, in the Pacers' right. first quarter. So I'm Go done ahead. betting them. They decided to start playing in the first quarter. I've been on the Pacers against the Pacers the whole first quarter. Uh, All year long, and they were stinky, awful And the last two weeks. They've decided to start playing in the first quarter, and I keep losing. So I'm done with that bet. All right, (laughs) moving to Coda. Professor, heading to Coda. First road course of the year. A lot to talk about. Mm -hmm. First of all, first road course. Second of all, low downforce like that was run at Phoenix. Third, new tire. Expecting more tire fall off. Number four, practice. We're talking about practice. An hour of practice. And then number five, no yellows at the stage breaks. Let's start with the last. And the chews come. When we get to the end of stage one. I'm sorry? And the chews rolls back. Ooh, I forgot that one. That's not even on my list. I know. You know why it's not on my list? Doesn't matter. Because I don't go on air till June. (laughs) By then, I'll remember it. (laughs) 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 Professor didn't even dare answer. No, um, no yellows at the stage ends. So basically, when you get to the end of the stage, points are going to be paid, and we're going to just gonna keep on racing. Um, I'll admit it, I'm not a fan. I'm okay with trying it. I like the stages of the road courses. That's going to be a super unpopular opinion. People aren't going to like it. I'm going to be picked on on Twitter. That's okay. I liked it having the yellows. The fans want the different, and I encourage people for trying stuff. So I'm okay with that. Um, so let, let's talk about practice. That's going to make a big difference for the whole week, right? I mean, chop, we're not going to put the bets out to Sunday morning because practice is going to be a big thing because all I'm going to tell you what I'm looking for. Here's what I'm looking for more than anything. Can the Toyotas not stink? I, mean, I don't know how else to say it, professor. They stunk last year at the road course.
2: Yeah. O- overall, Christopher Bill, a little better the towards the end,
1: road, right? Yeah. A little better
2: towards the end. Yeah, but they, they were not very good.
1: That's about as rude as the professor gets. They were not very good. But um, <laughs> well, they had a change
0: in their car this year, right? A big part of their approach for over the, over the uh, offseason when they did the redesign was to make it more competitive on the road course. That's their story.
1: Yeah. Well, what, you, you and I are going to find this out together. Uh, so before we get into handicapping some guys, let's just talk about our betting strategy. You mentioned it, Chop, or five in. You've had some good success, a few a few bad Beats, I would call it with some late yellows. But, I, but have, we, have we picked, or not we, have you found a, a, a style of betting that you're starting to build some confidence in? And will you carry that style into the road courses, is really my question.
0: Yeah, I think all in all, it's, you know, each week you, we, we've been narrowing four or five guys that are most likely going to win. We had, other than Ricky, we haven't had too many, we haven't had an out of the box kind of winner. So by focusing on those top three or four guys, they've been winning. So we've been carrying the outright winner most every week, you know, being on it for some portion. Um, now we always throw in some mid tier, you know, 20 to one kind of guys and none of them have hit, of course the one we missed. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, all in all, I think that strategy is working. I think we're doing well, the top tens we did well early, but then the, they've, the odds have fallen back significantly on those. Um, Still real doing well with the uh, top driver uh, by manufacturer and the manufacturer itself. So, um, and head to head's been, you know, hit and miss. A lot of that depends on the, we, we seem to, we do okay when we run like we're supposed to, we seem to take the biggest hit when we lose uh, last minute caution. We've lost a lot of our head to heads that last minute caution. So I think we're on the right track. Um, we just got to get him to go green more
1: often. I think we'll be in real good shape. Well, so I will say if you if you thought the top ten odds were getting diluted, wait till you see this week. I mean, the books are basically saying we we don't want any top ten money. I mean, Caesars they have fourteen guys minus money to run in the top ten. I mean, they want no action. I shop the books. Barstool has without a doubt the best top ten odds this week. Uh, let's just jump right into the favorites. The books have Larson the heavy favorite, six and a half to one, basically across the board. Professor, buying or selling? Kyle Larson, give me a reason why he, sh- why he should be the favorite. Let's start for the buying. Why are we buying Kyle Larson?
2: Uh, he won um, four of the last 11 on road courses. that That's, that's,
1: that's why. That's why he's the favorite. Breaking news from the professor, Kyle Larson, hauling ass at the road courses. Well, give me some sell then because the buy was easy.
2: Okay, so he was 34. 30- 5th in two of the last three on road courses.
1: So trending down.
2: 29th last year at Coda. So what, what would you say Coda relates to other road courses? Can we relate that to any other road courses? Since we uh, Road work.
1: America, tire file off, long straightaways. Um, so Larson
2: was really good at Road
1: America. Yeah. You know, the problem I have with Coda was only been there twice and once was in the rain and a disaster. Right. So we've really only seen one dry race there. Uh, So let's just go through it. I mean, six and a half to one, if you're going to bet five or 10 to win six and a half, just kill it for your chop unless he is now, listen, I'm going to put the asterisks right here. Big Sharpie asterisks. It's all Mm -hmm. to bet on practice, right? If Larson goes out there and he's the fastest across the board, because I will tell you, this is why I don't like no stage breaks. There is a very good chance that this race is going to, you know, qualify a certain way. And then basically, just fire and, and the fastest guy is going to go, you know, all the way from there. Like, I mean, this is, this has a chance to, to blow out. Yeah. Just be a parade. They hate to be like that. Um, listen, a yellow could change anything. There's still these strategies, but the fuel windows and length of the race line up. I think there can be, I think the few windows are very small. I think you're going to pit twice. There's this argument you might pit three times because the tire fall off is so bad. If that happens, it could be a spectacular race and cautions will always make it a spectacular race. But I think the opportunity for a seven second winner is as high as it's ever been because we've gotten rid of the yellows. That's why I think practice is really going to matter. So if Larson's hauling ass, you might have to bet him. Let's talk about Kyle Busch then. Kyle Busch, I got some stats here. I did some work. I can't give the professor all the thing. Hold on right here percentage of career top tens 47 road course starts i got the legal pad out you like that 25 top tens and 47 starts over half of his road course finishes end up in the top 10 now unfortunately his top 10 odds are minus 180 and there's zero chance i would suggest taking that um but let's go back to last year's storylines toyota stunk he's sitting in the car that Reddick won twice in. And I'm not taking anything away from Reddick. Reddick's a very good driver. But I'll give you a little hint. Kyle Bush, not too shabby. Pretty good. So if Reddick could win twice, he's actually my favorite. Kyle Bush is my favorite over Kyle Larson. I think Kyle Bush is my favorite. He went down there this winter in some make-believe, IMSA, Ray, I don't know what it was. I should call it make-believe. What was the class, professor? Give me some, I know you have it all loaded for your guys on TV. What did Kyle Bush win in for RCR this winter at COTA?
2: Um, you're going to have to stand by on that. But he did test there, right? He did the tire test there? He did no. the tire test, and he won. Yeah. Uh, that,
0: wasn't it Cinderick and Redick?
1: Oh, Bush. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Sorry. No, we got it. We got it. And he went down there to run with Austin Dillon, and they won this, I don't know what you, I don't know, like SCCA something. But my point is, a big, yeah. heavy, very, very next gen ish looking vehicle. It was a next gen car. I'm not accusing them of anything, but a big, heavy vehicle. And they won. I'm telling you, Kyle Bush is my pick. Kyle well, Bush won, is my favorite. He won there in Xfinity, too. He, he should have
2: won there in trucks last
1: year. Write it down, so,
2: job. But, but he hasn't won since 2015. Yep. Road course.
1: How about Ross, the boss, Chastain? He had to get Dinger out of the way to lose the race last year. He did get ding- – well, let's be fair. He, he, he Chastain Dinger, and then Dinger Chastain him, and then Alex Bowman came through for the win. But what do we like about Chastain? 10-1 to 1 at Barstool. I, I don't – he's got mixed results for me. So, like, he was,
2: he was 21st or worse in the last three road course races.
1: He's a little bull in the china shop at times. So,
2: yeah, it's – I, I struggle with that one, trying to bet that one. How about Reddick? We won twice last year. I think that's a...
1: But he's sitting one. in the Toyotas. If you like Reddick, you got to wait. I got to see some more out of the Toyotas. I'm just going to say it. Practice is going to have to show me something because here's why. Professor, is it fair to say that we knew, even in the short practices they had, the little 10-minute warm-ups, it was very clear Toyotas didn't have it? Like, it isn't like, like, so Chubb, let's just talk about this for a minute, right? Cause you always say, Hey, what's like the handicap this week, new tire, new this, new that I'll tell you some weeks, Hey, don't look at practice. You tell me all the time, Hey, you know, TV kind of misleads because you guys are telling me that, that, you know, William Byron's great, but he's seventh on the speed chart, blah, 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 blah. So let me tell you last year, it was crystal clear. The Toyotas were not fast. Like Danny Hamlin, Truex, two great road course racers were like. 16th and 19th in practice so you have if you like a toyota so there's two ways to look at this if you like a toyota and you're going to bet it anyway bet it now because uh what's what's a toyota manufacturer to win that's a long shot four to one for toyota to win i don't think i don't like the bet but if you bleed toyota and they're good in practice that odds going to go down so my point is I would bet it now because they might have their stuff fixed, but right now I'm going to have to see some speed for me to even put a Toyota in my fantasy lineup.
2: Well, and it, it's going to be bell or Reddick have been the best two on road courses lately. So, so those are going to be your two to watch in my
1: opinion. So chopper, let me go ahead and tell you the professor fading Martin Truex jr. Is like you fading Denny Hamlin. It doesn't happen. It, it just does. So he just faded MTJ. It just happened right here and now, March 23rd. Write it down. The Emmy Award winning professor has faded MTJ.
2: Yeah, that's true. His last top five on a road course was in 2001 or 21. Sorry. That's tough. That's a tough one. He hasn't won on a road course since my man Cole left. I don't know. This <laughs> is a tough day. Started off a- with chopper and his mic and now it's just gone downhill
1: okay listen you can't <laughs> talk road courses without and the dinger why is the dinger not getting any more respect man i can find him at uh 12 to 1 i feel like that's a heck of a value the guy can win in a road course he was in potential chance to win at coda last year i think no cautions to help him better i think tire file-off helps him better i think aj Almendinger has a chance to go win this thing by 10 seconds
2: yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. I think he might get dinged a little bit on equipment, but that's it's the only place I could think of.
0: Now the predictor's got him 13th.
2: Well, but we got to remember the predictor takes into account like recent performance too. So it's not just about road course information.
1: So I think that what we're missing in the predictor is a, um, is a horses for courses specialty curve. My, it, it's Tiger going to Augusta. Yeah. So what I mean by that is, is right. Like, like, are you going to take Tiger anywhere? No. But can he literally limp around Augusta and win? Maybe because because he has this magical touch around the greens and this magical thing. Right. A.J. Amendinger at the road courses is Tiger at Augusta. It's horses for courses. Right. It's it is the it's six times a year. I would make the argument. And this is not a knock on A.J. Amendinger. I think he's a fine race car driver. But six road courses is why he is back in the Cup Series. You know, if there was only two, I'm not sure Collard would have put him in the cup car, but because there are six, there are six, right? Professor, I'm not lying. There still are six. Yep. There are six and he's a good plate racer. So now you're looking at, oh, what's that? Six and six, like 12 races are either drafting or road courses. There you go. I mean, if I'm an owner, I'm looking, I would have hired Dinger. I thought he was the most undervalued Xfinity driver out there because he literally could go win 12 races. Um, I'm not saying he's going to, but he could. So that's why I think if you're ever going to bet him, you have to bet him at the road. You cannot not have Dinger on your lineup.
2: Yeah, we, we we looked at this yesterday, you and I, and and just came up with, you know, he's the only one we would really move, right?
1: The rest of it. Right, he would get like a specialty couple star ads, you know? <laughs> yeah. Awful food, great service. We're going to give him one extra star on Yelp. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm running through here. I did. A, well, let's see. I mean, I did a, so much stuff. Blaney, 25 starts, 12 top tens. That's 50 percent. That's not bad or close to it. But let's talk about Chris Buescher. Christopher, as Dale Jr. likes to call him. Christopher Buescher was like Mr. Consistent, seven top tens, but more importantly, five straight. Um, I believe practice is going to hurt him. I believe no practice, whatever they had last year was still going to be an advantage. If you go back and look at Phoenix Chop, there were less surprises in that race. And I believe it's because I know the fan doesn't want to hear this, but let me give you a newsflash. You give track time to the big teams. It doesn't help the little guys. Track times don't help the little guys. Everybody. Oh no, it's going to help the little guy. No, it isn't. If you give laps to Hendrick, to Gibbs, to Penske, to those types of teams, they're going to get better quicker. They have more engineers, more equipment, more money, more simulation power once they have data. So I actually think that while everybody's going to be Mr. Chris Busher, and I do like Christopher and he ran very well last year, I think he's in big trouble with the hour practice. I think that's going to take a lot away from him. Yep. because <clears throat> To your point take- about I- insight, right? Well, go ahead.
2: Yeah. Well, the teams take all this data they have it. It, at practice and they run it through simulation, millions of miles of simulation overnight and, and can get just better by that.
1: So think about that shop. They're going to practice in Austin when checkered flags fly on practice in Cornelius and Mooresville and Charlotte, there will be hundreds of engineers, right? Grinding over this stuff. So I think that's going to be a, a challenge. Um, well, give me another big name we need what to about, be talking about before about we move. Cinder. Go ahead. Huh? Cindric? I love that. I knew somebody was gonna get there.
0: He what's interesting is he is uh, half the odds that Busher is. The predictors got him about the same, but the
1: the okay, odds. Sorry, say that again. Different. Oh, you're saying he's 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 getting he's gonna he's win half six, the odds. Okay. Yeah, he's
0: he's uh, 16 to one. Where Bushers 30 to
1: one. Does that make sense? That's interesting. I think firepower to win, it's fair. But I think if because I think Sendrick has um, been put in this spot, he's raced so many different cars at the road courses. I believe that if it came down to winning the race, I think Cindric is twice the favorite of Busher. Mm. But if you said in a matchup, I would put him as a coin flip. So what's the matchup? Do we have a busher Cindric matchup? I don't see one on the initial how about in a group. No, they don't even put them in the same boot. They don't even consider those two as a as a match. Interesting. That is interesting.
0: Yeah, they've got Cindric up with Byron and Bell in the groups.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. Bushers. I mean, wow. Yeah. I th- I'm gonna tell you the truth. I think Cindric was um I think if we didn't have the next gen car, didn't have sequential shift anything, I, Austin Cindric would be a way bigger threat. Um I think also the same thing Ray AJ Almendinger, He'd even be a bigger threat as well. The old four-speed chop, super hard to downshift, not up. But da- getting into the corner, heel, toe, braking, not wheel hopping, and working the old four-speed like your 1982 step side, that thing is way harder to do. Once you get to s- sequential shifting, listen, all these guys are great race car drivers. That's not my point. But when you get to sequential, the skill set of deceleration becomes a little less little less of a challenge for a guy. And I think that's why, I mean, Bush is a very good race car driver, right? And he, he can keep it pointed in the right direction. So um, what about Cindric? Come on, Professor, give me some Cindric nuggets.
2: Um, I, I like Syndrick. I just don't know, you know, is he going to beat the Chevys? You know, Chevys won uh, 11 of the last 12 road course races.
1: So, you know, can
2: he beat the Chevys?
1: So if you took that theory back to our winner's, you would bet Larson, Bush, Chastain, Reddick, Almendinger, Byron. So the top seven in the favorites are all bow ties for a reason. Yeah, but
2: I, Byron's the one that sticks out to me. He's never finished top five on a road course. Like he's getting his – that's where it's coming in like recent performance. He's won twice this year.
1: Oh, don't you the worry. The road course. Oh, don't you worry. I got a head-to-head that has Byron in it.
2: Okay, I'm ready.
1: And <laughs> it's an inflatable hammer with a little fix-a-flat, though. I think this oh. one's going to stay inflated a little longer. <laughs> Uh, so let's what about talk some the of, long shots. Well, I was going to say, let's talk long shots or big names. We have a little bit of both. <laughs> um, I'll give you a long shot. So here's the problem I have. I feel like the books are treating a road course like the super speedway's job. Does it feel that way when you look at it? Like they want no risk. Yeah. Like McDowell <laughs> should not be a 30 to one. He should be a 40 or 50 to one. Like, I don't buy it. Gibbs. 50 to one. Don't buy it. I don't see a long shot I'd bet on. Well,
2: okay. So here, here's the thing. We have practice and we have group qualifying. So that's extra track track time. What if Jordan Taylor goes out there and is spectacular? What do you do?
1: Jordan Taylor is going to run at best. And I believe he can get there. Let's talk about the list. We got Jimmy. We got Connor Daly. We got Jensen Button, Formula One. Kimi Raikkonen from Formula One. Jordan Taylor, IMSA, Corvette driver, done everything. Um, I love my man, Jimmy. Sorry, can't run top 10. John, uh, Connor Daly, not a chance. Jensen Button, even as talented as he is. Nope, it's a slap in the face to the NASCAR world to think he's going to come over here first time and run top 10. Kimi, a little more interesting because of all that track time. Um, I still don't think he can make sure I get the ones in the right car. Kimmy's in the garage, 91 or whatever the hell they call it. Yep. So that means he's driving for track house. So Kimmy will be in good equipment. Um, And this is his second shot at it. He did it at uh, Watkins Glen last year. He ran 22nd or third there before wrecking, Um, getting wrecked. However, you want to look at it stacked up into the bus stop. You don't have to look it up. I remember that one. I see your eyes twitching back and forth. That means he's going from screen to screen. Um, Jordan Taylor is the one I believe can run in the top 10. Here's why garage 56, which is NASCAR's entry into Le Mans, um, is not a full next gen car, but it's pretty dang close. He drives a lot of heavy cars, including the Corvettes, which kind of have the same feel. He gets an hour of practice. I think, and this is no offense, Jordan. If you were sitting right here, I'd tell you your face thinking Jordan Taylor can win this race is a, is a, slap in the face to every cup driver here. There's no way he's going to beat these guys heads up in their own vehicle that they run every week. I like Jordan, but I do think he can go in the top 10, but guess what? So don't the books. I mean, they give you like a plus. The guy's never started jump. The man has never started a cup race ever, and he's plus 155 to run inside the top 10. I got him at plus 300. What's that? I got him at plus Oh yeah, FanDuel has him at plus 300. So there you go. That's a little bit like I would I, That's a flyer. I put yeah. that one down. But let me tell you, put it down now. Better put it yeah. down now because in practice, I, I'm with I'm with Professor. I think he's driving the nine car. They're going to have him in the sim all week long at Chevrolet. My by lap by minute 30 of practice, he's going to have a top 15 speed. Here, here's why I don't think he can run in the top 10. Let me let me let me jump right on this. It's not just how fast you go. Right. Choose cone, double file restarts, NASCAR pit stops. Um, I mean, there's a lot of rules we just take for granted that all these guys know. It, he's going to have to take 5% of his brain to remember all these other rules. That means he, it's just not natural for him, right? Like, it's kind of like learning a new golf swing, which I've seen Chopper do 100 times. It's not natural for round. quite some time. How's it work when it's new, Chop? Yeah, it works great. Boy, <laughs> I'm really good on the range. <laughs> <laughs> he's scratch range player. No doubt. Um, so I, I like Jordan Taylor top 10, but I can't get you past the top 10. Not at 30 to one. If he was 60 or 71, I'd throw a flyer. But 30 or 40 to one, I think is I think it's a joke. It's a slap in the face. I would take McDowell first. I would take Ty Gibbs first at 50 to one. Hey, so Russ, they can't see you nod on the podcast. It's audio. If you're going to agree, you have to you have to audibly agree. You just can't nod.
2: I, I, I think I agree with you. I, I hate it, but I agree with you. Travis,
1: just, you know, if he thinks he agrees with me, that's the most agreement I ever get out of the professor that's right that's right still speaking of which super dry still haven't saw that drink um there's all the favorites okay let's jump right so 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 we haven't talked about anything watch practice here's what's going to happen watch practice we're going to tell you who's the fastest and whoever's the best on now listen tire fall off matters do not worry about the fast lap ignore it go to nascar.com um find like Probably five lap average is the best you're gonna get at a road course. We might get a couple guys run ten laps, but man, that takes like forever. So probably a five lap average. So let's jump down to something we can bet right now. Here we go. Announce it. Hammer. Red light. Swing it. William Byron. AJ Allmendinger. Hammer. Hammer. Wow. Early. Early approval from the professor. Yep. I agree. Shop it. Hey, check your bar stool. Hold on a sec. I saw it in a couple different places. So you're telling me at DraftKings, Travis, it's even money? So shop it because Caesar has them at minus 120 for the Dinger. DraftKings has uh, the Dinger at even money. So shop it, but it's Dinger over Byron, hook, line, sinker, triple stamp it, tape the envelope closed, and mail it in right now. That's the book. Okay. Do I need to get into some stats or can we just believe it? What about the last inflatable hammer we had? <laughs> so here's what I like. In the last five road course races, Almendinger's <laughs> outrun William Byron four of the five times. Now, listen, if AJ Almendinger can't tighten the wheels, then he's going to lose. Like, so if, if you want to, I mean, I'm just going to let you know. I mean, all I had to do was tighten the wheels on Eric Amarola's team, and that'd <laughs> have been a winner. They suspended <laughs> two guys. It was such a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you want me to tell you. That, if that, that hammer was such a lock that even NASCAR said, we're going to have to suspend these guys. They, they messed up the hammer. <laughs> plus 100 traps. So a shop at DraftKings plus 100. There's the hammer of the week. Allmendinger over William Byron. Um, do, did any other heads up ju- jump out at you? I had a couple I wanted to discuss. I like this because it's a good conversation. We've talked about these two guys already. Bush versus Reddick. Reddick won twice last year, but now he's in Bush's, Bush's Toyota. Bush is now in Reddick's Chevrolet. Um, I think I like Bush. No offense. I'm sorry. I'm not fading Reddick. I saw that on social the other day. We got yelled at for fading Reddick, but I do like Bush over Reddick.
0: He will be the bellwether for Toyota, right? If he if he doesn't run top 10 or top 15, he that, that kind of says That is all, a good right? way to
1: look at it, Shop. So maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way because to your point, Chevy, they want everybody to run good. But Toyota's thinking if Rick doesn't run good here, we are In going trouble. to have our asses <laughs> rip all week yeah. long. Yep. No doubt. All right. All right. All right. Um, there's a Kimi Riken and Jordan Taylor. Uh, so as much as I like Jordan Taylor, and I think he's going to outrun Kimi Riken for a mile. Kimi's plus money. So I, I would take Kimmy plus money because don't get me wrong. We all think Jordan's great and all that stuff, but he still has to actually run all the laps and finish and not mess up and not drive off and not get run over and not like, I, I'm sorry, but Kimmy Raikkonen is pretty dang good. Beat plus money against anybody at his second cup race. I'm taking Kimmy at plus money. Even though I think Jordan's the only one that can run in the top 10 and those sound like the conflicting arguments. He did plus money to beat one guy. I'm going to take plus money to beat one guy. Nothing. You guys are pretty quiet today. We're gonna have to. We have to buy some beer or something for you guys.
2: <laughs> I I hate it, but I agree with you again. What, what about wrote Jordan a streak, ladies and gentlemen, a streak? What about Jordan Taylor, Michael McDowell? This comes. That's a head-to-head one that we talked about with with winners too. So
1: that's an interesting one. I think that would be a sit-on practice. And if Jordan's as good as I think I'm in practice, I would take him over McDowell. No knock on Michael McDowell, but Jordan Taylor's driving a Hendrick Motorsports car. So to your point, Chop, you know, not that they're going to have all this effort in, but you don't want to announce Jordan Taylor, your garage 56 coach, the face of Corvette racing, and come over here and lay an egg. I mean, that's that's not going to be good for anybody. He's won down at Coda, right? A couple of IMSA races. Yeah. Yep. Now, listen, if it rained, we'd have a whole different conversation. What does the weather look like? I didn't look professor. I I actually, that's I not true. I was I looking, I but I was, was looking because of the Dell, the Dell match play is also in town. And i not to mention, I got like 47 tickets out on that one. So I got a, <laughs> it's supposed to be nice. I think I agree. It's supposed 80s. to be nice. Yeah.
0: It's interesting. There's no Bubba matchups.
1: I know. I thought yeah. that too. I was looking for a bubble fade this week. I'm fading butters Bubba Too, no offense. All right, Travis from the, from the top shelf. What do you want Travis? Oh, okay. Here's a good, I like this. This is why Travis, why we don't give him credit. Oh, don't let me forget though. We're going to come back to the stage statements. Now, now uh, can, hold,
2: hold on a second. Hold on a second. We, we could have an issue on, on with practice on Friday. It's supposed to rain. like 80% chance of rain on Friday. So what does that do to us?
1: record the whole podcast over no i'm just kidding <laughs> um if it rains on friday in practice then there is no practice throw it away it doesn't matter because they're going to race in the dry yeah so i could care less if it rains well, on friday I, I
2: think it's it's mainly in the morning and practice is supposed to be late late afternoon so nah, it would be
1: fine they'll dry it up good It'd enough to okay, go practice but, okay but that's good insight top toyota basically reddick versus the field reddick plus 150 bell plus 275 hamlin 550 Truex 550 gibbs 800 bubba 1200 um you you said reddick was the i I mean the problem is i think reddick's the bet but i'm not betting him at plus 150 no way
2: yeah what about bell
1: if i took a best toyota it would be bell at plus 275 but i don't buy that either that's not enough odds i got a question for you chop on the betting angle Larson's 650 to win the entire race. He's 375 to be the best Chevy.
2: I like that better. You right? Because
1: he can run third, second. Mm-hmm. He can run behind Cindric a Ford. Yep. Yeah, what's what his? about
2: Cindric plus 450 to be the best Ford?
1: I like that. I do like that one. I mean, it's basic. Let's just discuss it. Let's look at it. Let me, let me say it a different way. Okay. Let's call it a group bet. Start at the bottom. Cody Ware, no. Harrison Burton, no. Almirola, no. Priest, no. Gilliland, no. Button, no. Starting at McDowell, I think this is a real group. Okay, Chop? Yep. McDowell, eight to one. Kozlowski, eight to one. Harvick, eight to one. Busher, seven and a half to one. Logano, seven. Briscoe, seven. Blaney, five and a half. Cindric, four and a half. I like either Cindric the favorite at four and a half or Buescher at seven and a half. Those are the two windows I wanted to be on just for some consistency. Um, I like Busher because I don't think he's going to hit a whole lot. I do think practice will hurt him, as mentioned earlier, but seven and a half is a pretty good value to, to just be the top four. That could be like fifth for all we know.
0: You don't, you don't like Blaney here, huh?
1: Hold on. I got some Blaney stats. Sixth and 17th at Coda. 25 starts with 12 top tens, five top fives. Better road course racer than I gave him credit for when I started to actually uh, practice and do some prep for this podcast. I know it's shocking. I do prep. Um, don't tell anybody. We'll keep it our secret. Um, according to the professor, he's hit or miss because of 17th and six. I don't care about 17th. That was in the rain. Um, he had I got another. Where's my. High up. Huh?
2: I got him high up. I have him like
1: a top. Yeah, but you ball. told me that the predictor was a waste of my time this week. That's exactly what you told Job and I. Did you sent me the right one this week?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I must have. He did so well at Atlanta. So Maybe you know, that's why. I got the right one.
1: Um, I don't know. I don't like Blaney. I'll just say it. I, I mean, you know, he's going to be fine. He's going to run top 10, he's going to run six to 10th. Yep.
0: So what if, when you boil it down, you're, you're going Bush. And uh,
1: when I boil it down, standing right here, I, this is what I like. I like Larson's going to be great. If he's as great in practice as he has been and he has that winning speed, you're going to have to bet him to hedge against him. I'd probably take him at top Chevy at 375 uh, or maybe win at 650. We'd have to look at it. Kyle Bush, pre-practice is my absolute favorite. I think everybody's overruling him. They're forgetting him. And I think he's on a hot streak this year. I like Bush. I think Dinger doesn't get enough respect because it has been a little hit or miss. His team isn't the best, but you cannot not bet on Tiger at Augusta, and you cannot not bet on AJ Allmendinger. You already missed Ricky Stenhouse at the Speedways, which was the layup. We can't miss another layup, which is Dinger at the road courses. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it like it is. We cannot talk next week and say, oh, Dinger won. We didn't bet him. Can't have that happen. All right. um, Byron, no. Suarez was great at Sonoma. Don't see it happening again. Bowman, it took a wreck. Jordan Taylor, I mean, maybe a top 10. That's, I mean, that's my week. Toyotas, I got to see something better in practice to prove they're better because they were wah, wah, wah last year. Awful. Um, But the hammer bed is Almendinger over Byron. None of the other matchups that I see, I can find a fact that that I like. I will say the only one I have a little asterisk next to is Truex versus Briscoe. Um, The numbers would say Truex early on in his career, Briscoe lately, but I think that's because Truex has been driving a a really crappy Toyota last week or last year. I think Toyotas are going to fix it. I think there's no way they can be this bad a second year in a row. So, you know, Truex is pretty dang good. So maybe that would be another one I would consider after practice is Truex over Briscoe. I looked at team winners. There's no money there. Three to one for HMS. If, if chase was in the car, I'd say that's an okay bet, but giving up chase takes too much out of that team for me. If you had chase and Larson, I would take it three to one, but I'm not taking it without them. Here's the bet we haven't talked about. Can a driver win both stages in the race at plus 650? I would put something on that. Cuz I'm telling you there's no stage breaks. And let's talk about the race. It's 68 laps. A fuel window is 23 to 25 laps. That means there's no funky stuff. You're going to go run basically call it 22, call it 44 and run 24 to the finish. That's the race. That's what's going to look like. Stage 1 ends where Russ stage one ends on lap 15 15 everybody's gonna run through the end of stage one stage two lap 30 30 Mm -hmm. everybody will have pitted once and came back out on new tires for lap 30 assuming we don't get a yellow so if the pole sitter is a the only thing i will say about larson is he hauls ass but he does have tire fall off that is sometimes a weakness of the five car at the road courses um but if if it's Larson on the pole or a dinger in second, he could easily win both stages and the race. So I like that at plus six fifty, just because it's going to hit one time, and I think we need to be on it. And I do think that that odd will change at the next road course without a stage break. Why not? We've done dumber bets.
0: Mm-hmm. Carl, cut, uh, Charles, can't <laughs> <laughs> even say it. It was a lock. It was a
1: lock. Chopper, don't forget this
0: one. Oh, well, Kent State too. There's another winner for you. Not. <laughs> No.
1: How about group bets? First of all, Caesar, get rid of the five driver group bets, six driver group bets. I hate them. I'm not going to talk about them. I refuse. Um, here's why I refuse. I pick on them, but here's why. Caesar's group A is six drivers. Now, if you like the long shots, that's the way to be. All right, let's go to Barstool four person groups. This is why I like these better. FanDuel, also, I'm gonna give them credit. Larson, Bush, Chastain, Reddick. No chance I'm touching that. Uh Byron Bell Cindric Suarez. Man. I think it should be Cindric, though not a lot of value. Group C, Bowman, Blaney, Briscoe, Logano. What are we talking about here? Group D blah, blah, blah. Group B at FanDuel. No, group B at DraftKings. Byron Almondinger Suarez Bell. There you go. Dinger. Group C. Okay, so I like DraftKings groups better. Group C, Cindric, Bowman, Blaney, Hamlin. Cindric's a big favorite. He is. Watch practice. If the Toyotas are better, Hamlin can run top 10. I don't think he's going to be faster than a couple in front of them, but he, he, he could just not hit stuff and do a pretty good job of executing. I'm telling you guys, if there's not a late race yellow, this is not going to look like a road course race for the last three years. It isn't. We haven't had one in a long time. The last one was probably Road America last year. We saw Reddick and Larson duel it out. Like road course races used to be. So listen, Chop, 68 laps. How many corners are at Coda? 14? 20. 20. 68 times 20. That's how many times these drivers have a chance to make a mistake when it runs green. Like, like cautions are more than restarts. It's more than bunching up the field. It's a breath. It's a break. It's a cold drink of water. Like, why is the Rolex 24 so damn hard? Because it's 24 friggin' hours, right? Well, what makes a cup race so difficult? Because it's 68 green flag laps if the thing doesn't have yellows. And I'm telling you, there's not a lot of damn barriers at CODA that you're going to get into. All the runoff is paved. Like, like I'm telling you, if you get yellows, you could get a rash. Don't get me wrong. If they don't tighten the wheel on AJ Armendinger, we're going to lose the hammer bet and have a yellow. <laughs> but. But the simple fact is if this thing gets strung out and I'm okay with this, I'm not against it. I don't want to make it sound like that's an unentertaining race. It's going to be who is the best, who can do it every single lap as tires wear it's going to have a different feel. Professor, I'm, am I crazy to think that that could happen? Nope. You're right. Again. Boy,
0: how, how big of a lead could someone have in this thing? You know, somebody they're, could they're win so by
1: 17 easy. seconds. Okay. Somebody could win by 20 seconds. Hmm. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I think the field's too close. Well, how about this? Um, Professor, what was third place at Road America? And I say that because it was a great race. I mean, a great race between Larson and Redick. Awesome. Knock down, drag out, great race. But I bet third was double digit seconds behind. I bet they were over 10 seconds behind. That could happen again. Look how close his face gets yeah. to the camera when he does that. Go ahead.
2: So Larson was third.
1: What did you say he was back? Who won? Reddick. Who was second? Chase Elliott. Oh, I had it as a Larson-Reddick battle. That was the day before an Xfinity. Was Xfinity. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've been saying this wrong. It was a 9-8 uh, battle. Yeah, and then
2: Larson was 21 seconds
1: back. Boom. There Perfect. you go. Chopped. That was only the final stage. There was a yellow in that race at the end of stage two. So the final stage ran green, only the final stage, and third was 21 seconds back. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm liking more that uh, win both stages in the race. It's
1: fun for two reasons. If a different guy wins stage two, you could quit rooting for it. And if the same guy (laughs) wins two, then you have like, now you have like your absolute, hold on, shop it though. We had a fan who bet on Twitter Fan duel. I think he found it race day morning. So it's on, it's on your oh, oh, oh. Travis is already in front of it. God, darn it. I hate this. Any driver to win two stages is even money. Really. Oh, I don't know. I think I'd like it, draft. I think the same guy's going to win two stages. I don't know. It's choppers' money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Starting <laughs> position of race winner. This says it all minus 150 in the top 10. I, I now, still if, think
2: you got to bet that, though, right?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: And they'll have they'll have practice no matter what, even if it's in the rain, right?
1: Yeah, they'll just so put the then, rain tires on, but nobody. But then you don't want to look at it; it won't matter.
0: What, what what do they when do they have the qualifying?
1: Saturday, Saturday? by
0: it,
2: itself. It, but it's it's group qualifying. So I right, like, explain it, Professor.
1: That. Go ahead. Nope, you, the mic is yours. Group qualifying. You can't just say it. You got to explain it now. I'm putting okay. you on the spot.
2: So it's group qualifying. They'll go out in groups and they'll have several minutes to go and get. Several laps. So it's not just if they go out and mess up one lap, that's not gonna affect them. So so you guys it will. Seven, you're dead. Five. If you don't do it on your first
1: yeah. lap, you're dead in the water. The top ten will run one lap in their group. That's it. Uno lap one. Yeah. Too much tire fall off. But, but Russ is right that it does make a difference. All right. We've given these fans a little bit to talk about, but not a whole lot. Is there something I've missed? Is there some magical thing we need to talk about? Looking ahead. Um I don't think so. Listen, I think last week we proved that you can't press too hard. Chop, congratulations on a big week, right? But but you, you bet only half the units because that's what we felt, right? And I think going into the road course, um, I think this is going to be a pretty predictable finishing order. And I think right now betting on stats is a mistake when there's an hour of potential dry practice. New tire, new arrow, new this, new, 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 new. That's all I keep hearing. And with new, 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 I'm sitting on it. Currently, I love AJ Allmendinger over William Byron. I love Kyle Bush to run very, very, very well. I, I love somebody in the top 10 to win this race. I like the idea of somebody winning all three stages just for the fun of it. That's kind of where I'm at. And we're going to look at practice. and We're going to come back. And we're going to talk about it some more. Um, is there anything else before we sign off, Professor? Well, Hands if, up.
2: Anybody, if anybody is waiting to, to hear what... Um, Austin Dillon and Kyle Bush won at CODA. It was the World Racing League Championship.
0: Championship.
1: Yeah. I mean, hey, real quick, real quick. So
2: right,
1: let's parlay off that. Hold on, let's jump off that. Trucks and Xfinity. What's this? What's the grids look like? I didn't even look, Professor. This is this yep, is totally off the cuff. Who's in what? Is there a favorite?
2: Oh, oh, okay. So yes. Almondane. Start with trucks. Anybody in trucks? Kyle Bush. Alex Bowman. Ross Chester. Trav,
1: Trav, find us some truck odds, okay? What's our Xfinity look like?
2: I'll give you one name that's in there. He's won 10 times on road courses.
1: AJ. AJ um. Yep. So that's our two odds we need, Travis. But I bet they're like three
2: to one. I bet you're not going to get anything.
1: Right? I would take it. If you gave me AJ Armadigar in the Xfinity field a three to one, chop. That's a yeah. bigger hammer than him to beating William Byron. I mean, that's the four-speed transmission I told, to, I'm telling you. Yeah, like, right. like it's it's... He is a schmuck golfer like the rest of us, thinks he's a pro. He gets so mad he throws clubs, which I love about him. But I will tell you this. The guy is fast. And I mean, professor, back me up on this. I mean, like, breathtaking. Like, he'll run a lap in practice and everybody's heads on pit road literally just drop. Like, what are we even doing here? He'll he'll, he'll outrun the field by half a second. Oh, what do we got here? We got truck right here. Hold on. Uh, is this truck or is this Xfinity? That's yeah, his truck. Okay. hold on. Oh, come That's on. Kyle hold Bush. on. Hey, Travis, your mom says your flight's on time so far. You just got a text message. Appreciate the <laughs> phone. Um, Kyle Bush plus 155 in the truck race. Alex Bowman, six to one. What's Ross driving? He's 12 to one. He's in the niece truck. Nope. Ain't going to happen. Kyle Bush at one fifty five, or Alex Bowman at six to one. There's your two winners. One of those two is going to win. What, what's Zane Smith? Six to one. Parker Klugerman. Ooh, Parker, eighteen to one. He won middle last year. Okay, all right. I don't know if he can outrun him straight up, but at eighteen to one, that's a good value bet. Parker half unit on the truck. I like that. I like that, Professor. Well done. Um, what's Parker's? Parker's, hold on now. Parker's plus money to run in the top three, plus four fifty. Mm. He should run in the top three of this truck race. Look at Chops! Chops yeah. is smoking. I'm <laughs> telling you, <When laughs> Chops. What, uh, what
2: about Xfinity? Wait, wait, Park-
1: wait, wait, wait! I'm stuck on this Parker Kligerman Ben Rhodes matchup. Parker minus one twenty nine. You love that. Well,
2: I think the problem is that team is not. Quite what.
1: All right, Pit Boss two fifty. AJ Amendinger is plus two fifty. William Byron plus three hundred. It's a no brainer. Well, now remember what was the battle we saw at the Glen last year? That was Byron and somebody. Yeah. It's a no brainer. It's dinger, right? Ty Gibbs five to one. Cole Custer seven to one. I mean, there's your top four.
2: What is Parker in that race?
1: 700 for a top three i like that better and that 48 car i like parker I, I, all right Traff, text your mother back i think she's worried about your flight um i'm telling you all right i like that that was a good little parlay a little segment we didn't even prep for all right anything else what have i done to myself here hold on all right i got all wired crossed you good Professor, you're good?
2: Yeah, I'm good. I'm excited about this weekend. Like, you, All you right. who's in the field? Like, this is a great field.
1: It is. It's a great field. It's going to be a great race. Practice is important. But now, listen, trucks and Xfinity, just get them in. Trucks, we're betting what? Trucks. Kyle, Kyle Busch, Alex Bowman, maybe Parker for top three. What? Zane Smith, maybe? He,
2: he won there last year, was second in the other two truck races on road courses last he year. He
1: won there last year because uh, Bowman and Bush wrecked each other. Correct. Okay. Which I'm, I'm not saying that I'm saying like that's racing, right? Like we're not talking about who's going to be the fastest. You actually have to run all the laps and go through all 20 corners and not wreck each other. And that, like, I like Parker at 18 to one. That was a big, that was a monster number. I mean, look, I, chop. If you like Parker at 18 to one, it is going to take somebody spinning somebody in a corner. I don't think he's going to drive past the two in front of him. but, the, but Parker can wheel a truck. Super excited to see him be full-time in Xfinity. I work with him on NBC. I like him both on Saturday's race and Friday's race. Uh, they might actually both be on It'll Saturday. Well, uh, professor's not going. Congratulations to the black belt. Uh, he's got a big karate. Big, mm-hmm. is, it, is it a Ch- chop and I didn't get our invites. Is it not like a presentation? Can we both come? You can come. Absolutely. 1115 on Saturday. Trav says we're tailgating starting at 1030. Um, it's going to be great. We're going to tell you get that drink one way or another. (laughs) (laughs) So congratulations to our man getting his, his, uh, black belt. That's pretty good stuff. And guys, be sure to check out door bumper clear this week. You'll never guess who's on it. Professor, you're going to love it. Josh Williams, the Xfinity driver who is suspended (laughs) for a race after he decided to park his car to start finish line. We're going to hear from him. Um, and exactly, what got him a one race suspension what he was thinking when he's parked his car right there and as always don't forget to rate review and follow dirty mode Doe wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss a single episode because chop what did we prove you can't just bet one week you're up 20 something units for the year you got to take the wins and the losses the late yellows and all that i'd ride college in charleston with the chop there's no way they could lose two in a row oh wait no they're already out of the tournament <laughs> done Guys, it's been Thank another goodness. episode of Dirty Mode Dough. It's been a good one. For the Professor of the Chop, I'm your host, Steve Letart. May all your bets pay off. Check out Dirty Mode Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.